four points and the playoff dream is still alive. That's what you said last week. Are you standing by it? Yes. Fair enough. Welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Housen. And I'm James Marriott. Uh, we will, well, we'll talk about another unbeaten week for the Owls in a moment. Uh, later on, we'll preview uh, this weekend's game against Blackburn at Hillsborough. Going to hear from Steve Bruce, as ever. And, uh, well, last week we had Man of the Moment, Liam Palmer. This week, it's kind of Man of the Moment stuff again. Rolando Ahrens is who we're going to be hearing from after a really good performance from him on, uh, on Tuesday night. First First up then, Derby last Saturday. It feels like blooming ages ago now, that game. It, feels, it does feel like a distant, distant memory. What did you make of it, Dom? Uh, for first half Wednesday, uh, created a couple of good chances. George Boyd uh, had an effort saved. And you know, Stephen Fletcher uh, fluffed his lines a little bit with a chance that he had. And uh, you know, Derby... Uh, got got the noses in front, and I thought Wednesday. The, I, it was overall, it was a solid performance, really, from Wednesday. Uh, I, I think Steve Bruce wasn't happy with how they performed in the first half, but then, yeah, I think they did up it a bit in the second, and uh, yet another goal for Dominic Iorfa, and uh, Sam Winnell had that one disallowed. Maybe on another day, that would have gone Wednesday's way. I think it probably, on reflection, and you look at the replays. Uh, would have to say that I think it was the correct decision uh, to disallow it. Uh, but then, of course, Kieran Westwood pulled off three or four really good saves uh, late on to ensure that Wednesday came away with a point. But, you know, we were both here last week and we were saying that a draw, a point, we would yeah. take definitely when you consider Wednesday's poor record uh, at Derby uh, and it just against Derby, full stop. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I think it, overall, I think they could be very satisfied with that point. Yep, got to agree with all that. Um, it was a good point. It, w- it kind of was a game of two halves, wasn't it? Uh, Steve Bruce is quite right. I thought first half, Wednesday never really got going. And and, and there were chances. We were creating stuff, but it, nothing felt quite right. It just felt like we didn't get into any stride. Um, it, it, the kind of the, the shape didn't quite seem to be right. There were just a few things. In fact, I wrote, I wrote down in my, um, in, in, my, um, in my notes during the game, the best thing about the first 20 minutes uh, was when Tango just decided that he was just going to conduct the orchestra and just start, just start a load of songs for a good 10 minutes while the Derby fans sang um, some very nasty and insulting things towards him, which uh, we, uh, we know Tango couldn't give a stuff about that. Um, yeah, first half was, um, was really poor. I, I I said to you the other day, I want to talk a bit about George Boyd a bit later on because I thought he particularly had quite a poor first half. And there were probably a couple of players actually that kind of let us down a little bit. Um, yeah, um, second half, things changed. I, I, I kind of I wrote down, right, half time. My thinking here is that Derby aren't great. We gave away a soft goal, but we should have enough to get back into it. Um, and I think that's kind of how it sort of played out because I think, you know, Steve Bruce rallied the troops a bit at half time. Don't know what he said, but he, he obviously said it. You know, Pretty much that, really. The chances are there. We just need to kind of tidy things up a little bit. Um, and um, yeah, second half was was a real kind of different um, different story. And the subs made a big difference. I thought Atty knew you and uh, particularly Sam Winnell um, were heavily involved, and I think they helped sort of swing think, you know, things Wednesday's way. And yeah, both of them they had sort of half chances uh, and were getting themselves in the right positions. Uh, and you just feel that, yeah, you know, if they'd had a sort of bit more of the rub of the green, then I think, um, you know, who knows, Wednesday, I think if they'd got the second, then I, I definitely think they would have gone on to win it, absolutely. The, the, even though that first half we say was pretty poor, I mean, there was that Boyd chance where um, it, lo- it was really in front of us. It looked like he should have been favourite to get to that, and he just never looked like he was remotely confident of getting to it. But also the Fletcher chance as well. Um, you know, we could actually have been going up 2-1 up in that in that first half, despite not really um, uh, playing anything kind of significant on the, um, on the park. Um, second half, right, OK. Um, there's not been much chat about this, but I thought Derby had a decent shout for a penalty quite late on in that game, about 85 minutes. Um, and it, it ended up being a Wednesday free kick. I kind of felt like we got away with one there. I'm trying to remember which one you're talking about. You see, about. it can't have been a significant oh, uh, incident. I, I'm hoping there's someone that's, that's I, listening going, yeah, I saw that. I thought that it could have been I, a, I was more appalled. Been a I was more appalled by the fact that in the TV highlights, they didn't even show the controversial win or incident. Oh, right. Over the goal. That wasn't even there on the highlights package. 
uh, on Quest, which uh, I found astonishing a little bit, really. Well, yeah. I was thinking about this about that disallowed goal because the thing is, when when you do see it from the camp from the TV angle, it's quite hard to tell, isn't it? Because it looks like the, the the ball is kind of with the goalkeeper for long enough for you to think he must have had two hands around that. Otherwise, what was he doing? Um, uh, similarly, though, like. You've seen them you, given. You, you have seen them given. But if it goes against us, that if that goal's given against you, and any Wednesday fan would be fuming about that. You would be, but then also I'd throw it around and say, look at the reaction from Scott Carson and the Derby defence. They didn't complain. There, were no, there was no press protesting going on yeah. uh, when w- Winnells prodded it home. So that sort of was a telltale sign to me that actually maybe the goal should have stood. Uh, but... When you look at it on the replay, when you slow it down, I, I think I, I do think that actually he has kicked it out of his hands. I think he's got two hands around the ball. So uh, I, I think on that one, I think there have been other decisions that haven't gone Wednesday's way in recent months, but I think that one was on balance. I think that was about right. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you on that. Um, Hutch had a good chance again, couldn't he? He could have nicked it late on. Um, I think Sam Hutchinson needs some shooting practice. Because that's two games he's had the chance to uh, to win, and he's fluffed his lines both uh, both times. Um, it reminds me this of it, it seems weird to go back to it. First game of the season, Sam Hutch playing as an attacking midfielder. What was that ever about? It is one of those where you just look back now and think it absolutely baffling that, did, did that haven't ever played. It certainly did, yeah, wow. um, for a number of games as well. Uh, but I, I thought he would ditch it, Jos Luca, when he's played it in pre-season, and he must have seen from those matches, surely, that this isn't going to work, that he's not going to all of a sudden become Frank Lampard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, it just carried on into the start of the season. Probably one of those things that set the tone for uh, that first half of the campaign, really. It probably did, didn't it? It probably did. Um... Right, so the pos- the real positive for me was kind of the, the the spirit that we showed in the second half to to recover uh, and to get something out of the game, and I think on balance we can probably feel more unlucky to have not come away with three points than Derby did. I think that's probably fair. Um, I have got a couple of a, a couple of negatives, and they're kind of constructive. Um, uh, one is, and, and this is just a kind of a bit of a theme that defensively since Steve Bruce came in, in fact, defensively since since Yoss left. Um, I think we've looked really, really strong. I still feel we're quite susceptible from set pieces. Um, and it was a, a set piece where we conceded on on, on Saturday. Um, it ha- I'm thinking back to Rotherham where it's happened. And uh, I, I just sometimes feel that we don't always look that confident defending from set pieces. From I think that's play, a fair point. From open yeah. play, we look, we look good, we look solid. From set pieces, there just seems to be... It's almost like almost a, a slight lack of organisation at the moment. Like We've not quite cracked that bit yet. I think... It has to be said that it's not actually a really big Wednesday team. Full stop. Is it? You know, Tom Lee's isn't a giant. You know, six foot, six foot one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dominic Iolf has come in, and as we've seen at both ends of the pitch, he's added to that. But then, if, if say Atty knew he's not playing, or if Stephen Fletcher, you know, who went off, of course, if if they're not in and around it, the midfield we've what we've said for years, it's quite a small. Uh, and at times it, it, it can look a bit of a lightweight midfield, and that's been one of the accusations that's been levelled at Wednesday, um, really since Wembley, that too often they'd get bullied in midfield. And, and when you're looking at, at it, Sam Hutchinson is your biggest guy in there in terms of height, and he's yeah. under six foot. So, yeah, I, I think you're right that there's definitely times where Wednesday are susceptible from set pieces, free kicks, corners, long throw-ins or whatever. And I reckon that that might be something that... Um, Steve Bruce, Steve Bruce looks to rectify in the future. Yeah, I, I would think so. As I say, I kind of raise it as being a, a constructive point because we we know from what we've seen of him, Steve Bruce is not daft and he'll, he'll be spotting these things. Um, and that's, I mean, it's it's a real positive in terms of the fact that considering how leaky we were earlier this season, now we're kind of like looking for little holes, like defending from set pieces earlier in the season. We weren't even thinking about it because we couldn't defend from open play. So no point worrying about set pieces when you just can't, you know, you can't keep a clean sheet. I mean, really, I mean, it was an individual lapse of concentration with... Uh, Adam Reach, it was a poor header. Uh, and so Sam Hutchinson has then lost Bradley Johnson. But that uh, you know that header from the near post from Adam Reach, it should have gone nowhere near to them wards the back post. It's got to be headed out of the box. And so Adam Reach, that was a, a rare mistake from him. 
But you can't argue. I mean, the the defensive record, what was it, nine goals in the last 15 matches when under Jos Lukai, they had the worst defence in the division. It is some turnaround. It really is. The, and the stats all back it up. Like it, it is a, re- it is a, just a remarkable turnaround. And um, you know, as I say, it's, it feels a bit harsh, kind of picking that, uh, picking that out. It's continuity, isn't it? It's just yeah, two centre halves. Michael Hector, Tom Lee's formed really good partnership. Kieran Westwood comes back in goal for his experience and calmness. Sam Hutchinson screens the back four, goes, you know, it gives them that added layer of protection. Uh, it's all pretty simple, basic stuff, but yep. they've executed the game plan better and there's been a much improved level of structure and organisation that certainly wasn't there in that first 22 games. Yeah, absolutely. Um, George Boyd. You, Ooh, you, this could be a long one. It, it could, I'm, I, I'm genuinely trying to be constructive here. Um, you, you kind of tweeted on Saturday during the game that... He, he kind of wasn't. He was one of the players that wasn't really up to scratch in the in the first half, um, and and I kind of felt right through the game that he uh, he looked a bit off the pace. He to me he just looked a bit disinterested. He just looked a bit disengaged. It didn't look like he was really um, kind of on the same page as anyone else on the pitch on um, on Saturday. Um, do you think that's fair? Oh, I, I think it's hard to disagree with okay. that um, because he's played in the number 10 role and he's done it before. This is an experienced football. This guy is 33 and you know, he's played for a number of clubs and he's had so much success, promotions yep. and receiving. A lot was expected of George Boyd when he signed for Wednesday. But over the course of 20, 21 months that he's been here, how many matches has he seriously influenced or where you've come away thinking... That was an 8 out of 10 performance from George Boyd. There have been nowhere near enough of those. He's had his injury problems, I'd say that in his defence. And also, um, positionally, he's changed. Even on the in the Derby game, he's gone from number 10. And then Steve Bruce has quickly looked at it and gone, well, actually, I'll, I'll try him now on the right here. I, I just felt... I felt for him a little bit in that I don't think he should have been in, in the number 10 position anyway at Derby. That should have been Adam Reach for me. That's the way that they ended up uh, setting up. Um, that should have been how they, they should have uh, they should have gone with that system for me from the off. Yep. Uh, okay. And so that was a tactical mistake and one of the very few ones that I think we've seen from Steve Bruce. And then he tried to, um, to rectify it. But George's... He's struggling for confidence, and uh, it wasn't a surprise then that I know we're going to come on to Bolton that he was left out, uh, and it's it's a big period now for him because you've got to say unless he puts in two or three seriously good performances, it's hard to make a case for him earning a new contract. Uh, no, I mean in in I've got to be honest in my head, I'm like it's surely a given now that he's got a particularly at, at the age that he's at now um, it's it's really hard because I, I think I, I'm trying to remember like good games that George Boyd's had for Wednesday I'm really struggling there's been a couple where you come away thinking he's he's done alright but I remember it's, Birmingham it's on New Year's Day few and far between this yeah. year I thought he was really good that, and, that and, day. and he did um, but, but to kind of for him to be struggling with for for confidence, you know, this is a guy that's been he's played in the Premier League, he's been around everywhere. You know, he shouldn't be. He's had a couple of good games when he came back into the team, and and, and it just it shouldn't be happening. Um, and but, stuff like I mean, right down to that that incident on the hour when Derby ended up hitting the post, where they probably should have scored. George Boyd had three chances to clear the ball there, um, and there weren't. You know, it was. I'm not a footballer, but you kind of think in that situation, you just welly it, you just get it away, stick it out for a throw in, do what you need to do, clear your lines. This is like you know, page one of football manual, when you're defending, clear your lines. doesn't matter if the ball ends up in Rosette, just, you know, you regroup uh, and, and you defend from, from, from that situation. Can you um, answer me this, James? Was he jeered when he came off or was that more, was he was it cheering for Sam Winnell who replaced him? I couldn't tell. It was very difficult sometimes from the away end. So I wasn't sure what the reaction was when... George Boyd when he went off it wasn't huge but there was a cheer that went up uh, and I think it was kind of an ironic thing about the fact that yeah because yeah, it, it literally was, came after the incident you just said of yeah. where he didn't clear his lines there were people who were being you know v- 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 there's certain players that get this among the the, 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 the 
with the Wednesday fans, uh, kind of Wednesday fan base, and George Boy's one of them that he got people on his back pretty much from the from the start. Unfortunately, he didn't really do anything to 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 kind of alleviate that. And we all know that there are players that get that. And you know, Liam Palmer's kind of just moved out of that category in the last couple of months. Um, As he knew you on Tuesday night was the same, where there were some people behind me who just didn't matter what he did. Um, and we'll you know we'll talk about that. He had a real part to play in the in in the first goal that ultimately won us the game. But um, there, wa- there was a bit of, a, and it wasn't an overwhelming thing. Uh, there was a bit of a cheer that went up when um, when he when he went off. Um, I'm going to go. Back. I, I said at the start of this little bit that I, I didn't want this. To, I, I don't want this to be like, a, oh, I'm just slagging off George Boy for the sake of it. And I meant I, I messaged you on Twitter about it and got a, bit, a little bit of stick there from people, kind of saying, what good does it do to just slag off someone's a Wednesday player? My point here is that. From what I've seen in the last few games from George Boyd, he is not going to be part of our future. George Boyd is... He's really part of our past, and not even a particularly significant part of our past. But that's by the by. He he he's not going to be part of the the future. He's not contributing a great deal when he plays right now. I just kind of feel that we we should be trying something else in those positions. You know, if 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 we there's players, there's younger players that are are going to be out of contract this summer. Surely it's going to be better for us to to try out one or two younger players and see whether they can do anything that that earns them the the, the chance to kind of renew their professional contract, rather than using a, a player like Boyd, who you know, because hand on heart, he. He's not going to get a renewal. I, I would he's, normally he's not be really inclined got anything to offer between now and the end of the season. I, 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 in normal circumstances, I would be inclined to go along with what you're saying that I'd rather see maybe you've get a chance. But um, Wednesday is still fighting for something with nine yeah, games know, to know, go. So, so you, I can understand why you'd go for tried and trusted, experienced. George Boyd has worked with Steve Bruce before uh, at Hull. So if anyone can maybe tap in and bring the best out of uh, George Boyd, you're thinking Steve Bruce is going to have half a chance. But it just hasn't happened for him. And we've seen this before with players that, um, unfortunately, they join a club. And we we have not seen George Boyd play to the level that he has done at Burnley. Wednesday signed him and he'd come off the back of 20-plus games in the Premier League. Burnley. It was like a similar situation to Alman Abdi at Watford. He's played 30 matches, but then he's come to Hillsborough uh, and he hasn't performed. And they've had, they both had their injury problems. And that's why I think you're right that it's looking more and more like they are part of Wednesday's past, not you know the future and where this club needs to be going. Fair enough. Um, should we chat about the Bolton game now? What did you make of that one? Well, the, the first 40. Three minutes was grim. Um, it, it was it, it was dire. It, it was up there actually with us. Uh, we, we've seen some stinkers this season, but that was, was that a, was a horror. Do you know what I wrote down? Nothing. First Probably half. Nothing. First half. Nothing. Windy. That's it. That's all I've got. There are the words that I wrote down at halftime about the first half. You, Just hey, nothing. Nothing. You try writing eight hundred <laughs> words based on. I mean, uh, that forty-three minutes was. I was thinking, oh my word, what have we? What's going on here? Yeah, the conditions were really difficult. I mean, to be fair, I mean, it, th- that wind. I mean, it was it, it was freezing up in the well, press box. I must say, yeah. I don't know what it was like. It in wasn't the stands. much. It wasn't much better. There were points during the first half. It was more entertaining watching the corner flag because it would be like blowing right over one way and then go flying over the other. And you realise just how uh, it w- it was weird weather that it was really weird because the wind was just changing directions. Must make it really hard for any team to play any kind of football because you just you can't predict the flight of the the ball. And we saw it when the you know the keepers kicking it sometimes, and it it wasn't going anywhere near where it was supposed to do uh, because you just couldn't you couldn't account for that for that kind of um, weather. Well, but, throw in the weather, and then also the pitch wasn't great either. No, so true. so all in all, I think maybe we should have probably expected or known from the off that this was not going to be a classic but then Wednesday actually they went off and scored two really well constructed well worked goals uh, and particularly that first one which well, was we, an absolute gem we've got to talk about that because uh, what, at the time what I wrote down was uh, it was it was a really professional finish from Fletcher. Having watched it back, that's a really well worked team goal. That and it reminds me of you think back to those goals that we scored, like the one at Fulham a couple of years ago, which was kind of touch, 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 touch. The one at Birmingham where um, Hooper smashes it into the into the roof of the net. Um, it was that kind of thing whereby there was some really good interconnecting play. Um, 
the goal we've we we scored some decent goals this season, but I think that was the first one that was like a really good team goal where there's several players involved and there's some real kind of understanding there and everyone uh, your players kind of knew where each other was going to be going and what they were doing, um, even down to an. I, I don't think he had a brilliant game, but I don't think he deserved some of the stick that he got. But Atty knew you played a real key role in 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 that, um, and that for a player that's coming in that's not played a lot of football under Steve Bruce, for him still to kind of have that understanding with other players, everyone knowing what each other's doing, is is a real good sign. So um, it's what he can do. Cle- it was it was a clever little flick around the corner into Bannon, and then Bannon has done what Bannon can do with his passing and his vision and. First time he's he's rolled it through to his best mate Fletcher, and that is just that was a, a wonderful finish. That that just oozed class. That finish, yeah, and you, of a guy who is full of confidence, and I think he's now got five in his last six games. Uh, and what a bonus it is for Wednesday that he's not going on international duty over the next couple of weeks either. So Blackburn, rest him up, get him in cotton wool and uh, get him ready for the final eight games where there could be an awful lot to play for. But uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of those type of goals under Steve Bruce. That's the way he wants to play. He wants it to be quick, incisive, first touch, uh, in that final third, for it to maybe at times be intricate. Okay, he, he understands that patience will be required at times depending on the opposition but I, I think those sort of team goals that's what I think they work a lot on in training definitely good because that's that's a good sign it is something that we've been missing because um, I think we've we, we've ended up playing quite direct quite a lot this season and, and, and some of the goals we've scored have been kind of more set piece kind of things rather than you know those kind of team moves so that's a really good sign um, I think that's it for first half there's nothing else for us to talk about there move on uh, second half now, I th- we, we really turned up the heat didn't we in the second half and, um, and and I thought there were some really good there were some really good individual performances and I want to do a bit of like an appreciation mention here for a guy um, that I think's Played really solid since Steve Bruce has, has come in, and someone that um, I think we've probably all had our doubts about this season, and probably given a bit of a stick to. And that's Tom Lees, who I thought had a really good game again on on Tuesday. And I think we, we're seeing the Tom Lees um, that we saw of you know that kind of two three years where he was really rock solid. We're seeing that back again after after a guy that that did look um, like he didn't have a great deal of confidence in himself and in the players that were around him. He didn't have a great deal of confidence that we could actually defend anything. Uh, now we're seeing uh, uh, that that Tom Lees again, who he's he's just not making mistakes. He's getting to everything. He's doing all the right things. And he, he does feel like he's leading that defence, which is, which is great. And Hector, obviously, with him, is an experienced guy. And you feel it's a real kind of, it's a two-man leadership, that. And then you've got Sam Hutchinson thrown into that as well. And that kind of triangle um, it's it's just working. Yeah, it, absolutely. It does have to be said that Lees and Hector, I thought they struggled early on on Tuesday. I thought they were almost adapting to the conditions. They looked a bit unsure of themselves from set pieces that we touched on as well. That's where I thought Bolton, if they were going to score, they did look a bit dangerous from it was from corners and free kicks. But they settled down. And I, I think I'm with you. I think that Lees is slowly growing into the leadership role and uh, 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 is he an is he a natural captain perhaps not he's not a shouter he's not a bore but um he sort of quietly goes about his business it it will be interesting actually to see whether tom lees will be the captain next season mm-hmm. regardless of what division uh, wednesday in i do think that is probably going to be a subject for another day actually i, I think uh, what you know, does Steve Bruce, being a former centre half, would it would he want again it to still be at centre half that the captain's there? Is he happy with Tom Lees? He, he's not said anything to suggest he, that he isn't right now, but depending on who he brings in over the summer, uh, he might think there's a better fit possibly. But I, I, certainly on Tom Lees's form, it's been much more encouraging definitely, yeah. and I think he's certainly benefited from. Uh, it not switching from a back five into a back four into uh, I'm playing with Jordan Thornley one game and playing with Michael Hector another yeah. or Daniel Padil uh, and that consistency that's when we saw Tom Lee's in the, in the early part of his Wednesday career when he was alongside Glenn Leuvens and you've got Kevin Westwood behind you everybody knows their jobs their roles their responsibilities 
Uh, and I think that's yeah, definitely made a huge difference to Tom Lees that he's had that stability. You're right, and and and, and, and I did men- uh, miss out kind of the Westwood element actually from when I was talking there because uh, I think he has a huge part to play as well because he is that natural. Like, you can be sat at the back of the stand and you can still hear Kieran Westwood bawling out the instructions, um, and I think that 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 just works. Um, you're right about Hector as well, by the way. A couple of dodgy moments in the first half on, on Tuesday and I was thinking oh, is this going to be another Rotherham um, but he, he recovered he pulled it back and I thought he had a great second half um, I want to talk about Hutch as well because it's kind of we've got this different Sam Hutchinson because he's he's not getting yellow cards he's he's not picking up injuries um, I don't know if this is the influence of someone like Steve Bruce around him. We've, we've, we've touched on this before, haven't we, about you know Lee Bullen kind of having a chat to him when he kind of mm. came in and, and did the caretaker role. Uh, but whatever Steve Bruce is doing with him, whatever he's saying to him, like he, he's he's getting him to... He's, he's not going flying into the challenges where he's going to either pick up bookings or he's going to cause himself serious injury. Um, and, and you've actually got... The, the one thing that's always been... That you could always level criticism at Hutch for is the fact that he is worth uh, a place in anyone's starting lineup. But he's a little bit of a liability, um, and I think what we're seeing now is that that liability side is becoming less and less significant. I think he's becoming more and more a rounded player um, who is, without doubt, playing a really significant part in this turnaround in form that we're seeing and this this rock solid backline that we've got now. Um, this this new version of Sam Hutchinson, Hutch two point naught, um, is just doing is doing a really really good job, um, and I love whatever it is that whatever he's got going on with Steve Roos that's that's allowing them to achieve this mm-hmm. keep it going because it's top notch yeah it, I, is. I, it, it is and it's almost like the pennies dropped I think with him that uh, he knows that he's missed so much uh, you know of his career through injury and suspension that uh, he's now thinking responsibly uh, you know, and looking at himself as an individual but also the collective he's no good to the team if he's getting picking up these injuries and getting suspended and he doesn't you know his his football career i think whenever you speak to sam he, you know it could end tomorrow and so he's trying to make the most of it as you know as he can and and uh the fact that he missed the first half of the season he has almost been like a new signing. The fact that he was left out and didn't play any, and that's why he looks just full of energy and is able. You know, I question whether he could play three games in a week, but you know, he he. Whenever you, you know you speak to him, you know he's adamant that he's in the best shape of his career. And right now, um, it's really hard to disagree with him. All right, Hutch two point can play every day, day in day out. He can uh, he can line up. Hutch two point uh, if if he'd stayed fit and avoided the suspensions, would. Definitely have played a lot more in the Premier League. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one other important thing that I kind of wrote down, which is just that Tuesday for me was just, it was a functional win. And it's the kind of win that Wednesday have not always been very good at getting in the last few years. A team that are kind of, you know, they're on the backside. Bolton are a real mess. Another player's got got played before the game um, and, and that probably, you know, did them a few favours. But it was the kind of game that you'd expect Wednesday to go and win. I don't think that we played amazingly well. But we didn't have to do a lot to win the game. We took the chances when 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 we got them, uh, and we just you know we we did the ugly stuff pretty well. Uh, we kept Bolton at, at bay, and we came away with just what I call a functional win. And that I think is really important because it's the kind of things that we've just not been winning over the last probably the last two three years. We've struggled with those functional wins. Definitely professional and workmanlike. That's what it was, and it wasn't always pretty. You sort of knew it wasn't going to be there, battling for survival. A dodgy pitch, condi- tricky conditions. So Wednesday, it was unlikely that they were going to blow Bolton away, but they ground them down and they dug out the result. And they could have scored more. Sam Winnell had a chance uh, that was well saved. And uh, I wanted to ask you about Rolando Aaron's. What did you think of him in the second half? Yeah, he had a really good, a uh, really good second half, didn't he? And I think he really came alive. And we started to see um, the the Rolando Aaron's that we've seen moments of him play really well in games but I think he had a, a consistent kind of period of play where his tail was up and, and, and he got a bit of confidence and um, you know I was really pleased that he got the goal he really deserved that I know we're going to hear from him a little bit later on but I quite like the way that he talks as well you know he's he's, he's um, he's kind of got a point to prove and I think we'll, I think we will see more from him this season we'll see more performances like that second half on, on 
on Tuesday. I think so. And he gives something different to this team, yeah. some much-needed pace in the wide areas and that ability to take people on. And, and there was that lovely moment in the second half where I think he skipped past about two or three players and sort of, you know, in the middle of the pitch. And there were just very few Wednesday players that can do that. And his directness... And again, not afraid to use his right foot. That's a great cut back for the Sam Winnell chance. And I, I think he's one of them that he's thriving now. That's five successive starts. I think he's only going to get better yeah. uh, as this season goes on. Yeah. Agreed. Um, right, so um, enough of us for now. You went to see uh, Steve Bruce earlier on. Um, let's see what he had to say. Ten matches unbeaten, only one defeat in the last 15 for you as a manager, how important to keep everybody well, on the ground? Well, look, you know, from league to start with, to the two Steves, to myself, you know, the one losing 15 games is a quite remarkable record. Maybe too many draws in there to really mount a real big, big challenge, but, you know, um, we couldn't have been any more as a group or as staff than, than, what, than, what, the, than what we've done. Big key to it now is we've given ourselves a chance. We've got to repeat it. We've got to go another eight games, which is 23 games, which is a big tall order, but one where we've proved over the last two, three months anyway that we've got a chance. Do you think you can only afford one, two slip-ups if that, if you can make it? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows, you know, it's... When you look at it and analyse it, I never thought a month ago, really, we were 12 points behind thinking, you know, all of a sudden we're there or thereabouts. How big an achievement would it be if you managed to pull it off? Well, the only achievement for me is if you get in and you get out. You know, I'm not just happy with, as I experienced last year, mm-hmm. nothing worse than getting beat at Wembley, as Sheffield Wednesday have experienced too. So I'm not even looking at that. That's not achievement. You just get in the playoffs. If you get in the playoffs, you've got to win the bloody thing. So then it's an achievement. So uh, nobody remembers who was second. I was saying I was second ten months ago. And I'm sitting here now. So uh, no, that doesn't. Uh, I don't look at it like that. Really, we'll give ourselves a chance, which is great. Um, but an achievement would be: can we get up? Then it'd be some achievement. Uh, Lucas Zhao was having tests, wasn't he? How, yeah. How was um, today? Well, it's something what we're going to have to manage his knee. It's not great, but um, it's better news than what I thought it was going to be last week. Um, so we've just the specialist has said to us to is to leave off it for a little while, see if it settles down. Um, he's had an injection into it, so um, let's see if that does the trick. Um, but it's a little bit better news than we thought it was a week ago where we thought he might need an operation and we thought he might um, be out for the rest of the season. Um, so, good news, a little bit of good news. Is uh, Sam Winnell, who's played six times now, I think, off the bench, is he in a position where he might be able to start? Should he do well, that's the biggest dilemma I've got. Um, there's no doubt about it. The last couple of games in particular, he's come on and and, uh, and played a part, done very well. So um, yes, he's in, he's in the re- he's in the he's in the reckoning. And there's a proven goal scorer, Sam, wherever he's been, he's got goals. Yeah, yeah, he's got goals, and it's um, yeah, it's there. There lies another one of what we've seen here before. I mean, I mean, I'm just reiterating what other people have said. You know, he's a he's a very very good striker at this level, who's had a horrible injury. So let's hope Touchwood is over that, and he uh, he has a run in the team, which can uh, which can only benefit him and obviously benefit us. Uh, just on a couple of players, uh, Josh Onamar, where's he in his recovery? He won't be available for Saturday. We're hoping that he will be available for Stoke in a couple of weeks, obviously. Um, and it'll be good to see Josh back. You know, he played very very well for me last month, and uh, it's fair to say just with the number of appearances made here, it hasn't gone as well as either party would like. But I'm a big admirer of Josh, and uh, I'm pleased that he's up and running, and hopefully he'll have some part to play in the next eight games, which is obviously after Blackburn. Uh, 
And just in terms of bodies finding, because I realise we can run through. Oh, I know, don't we'll be here all night again, won't so we? So, final one for now, Van Aken? No, he is definitely out for the rest of the season. Big shame then for you. Yeah, I mean, look at all of them. I think that's been what's plagued the club, unfortunately. So, it is what it is. We'll have to get on with it. And uh, um, that's what nothing I can do. We alluded to uh, Rolando Ahrens getting back in and on track after his goal the other day at Bolton. How, how do you get the best out of him then? So that's a consistent thing for him. Well, I think when anybody's been out for a long time and you've been off the radar a bit, the one thing that you need to do is A, can you stay fit and B, can you put a run of games together? I've seen the advantage of both of them things with Rolando. Of course, Scoring a goal, playing well, gives everybody that little bit of confidence. And Rolando's give us something which we haven't had before in a wide area. He's got a little trick, he's quick, and of course he scored a goal. And the second half in particular was easily the best he's played since he's been at the club. So he's improving, and uh, that can only go by, you know, game by game. But he's done well, the lad. Really good lad. Wants to do well, really enjoying it, playing with a smile on his face. Good to see. Is he a, a heavy player, a confidence player, of course, but of course. does some need more managing in that respect than others? Is he one of those? Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I think the biggest thing with when you have had the best of times is the one thing you want to do is, when you're a football player anyway, it's something about you want to play. And, um, and certainly we've given that platform. Um, and from the very first time he came on, he did a trip within a minute, if you remember. And uh, people took a look and thought, aye, aye, we haven't seen something like that for a while. So, you know, straight away he's made a bit of an impact. Um, let's hope he can maintain it and stay with it. That's the key. Can he get, can he, I'm sure there's more to come. And the more he plays, the better he seems to be. You were going to run the rule over the, the matches on Wednesday night. So your appraisal of the, the playoff picture today is, is what? Well, it's darn same better than it was a month ago. So there's no doubt at all that we've given ourselves a squeak. We've made, we've made, uh, you know, a, a claim towards it. We've put ourselves in with a chance. But all we can do now is we must replicate what we've just done for the last eight games, which is the difficulty. You know, the club, the, the team's been on a great run, and uh, can we sustain it? We've got some big games to look forward to. None more so than tomorrow. Who had a good result in the week, so all we play for. From a psychological point of view, yeah, Blackburn had, had dipped considerably, but then got back into life with quite a resounding win. From your think, point of view, what does that mean? I think when you see the championship, you're not surprised that a team can win four or five. You're not surprised that they can lose four or five. That is the championship, in my opinion. You know, and um, they were going along very, very nicely, and all of a sudden they've had a bad month. They've had a good result the other night. So in Graham, in Dak in particular, then they're a handful. However, we're playing well ourselves. So, you know, I'm sure the crowd can play their part too. Um, let's go and enjoy the occasion. Do you get the sense from the crowd, not least at Bolton, but then in, in the last home games as well, that they're starting to now buy into this, this prospect, this long shot that went this <laughs> Well, everybody likes a long shot. Good way you put yeah. it, you know. It's nothing like a long shot winning, as I've tried to have a few of them in Cheltenham this week, but yeah, not quite happy. It's not going well. It's not going very well. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, you know, it's, it's important that we give the supporters something to shout about. And um, and who knows, it might be a bit late, but we'll give ourselves a squeak, haven't we? We'll give ourselves a squeak, can we? Can we go and, and win six out of the next eight? That'll put the cat amongst the pigeons. We'll just prove that we're capable. We've got some big games, some enjoyable games to look forward to. Let's go and have a crack at it and enjoy, enjoy, and, and enjoy the last six weeks if we can. Yeah, Blackburn, you mentioned a couple of their leading lights a moment ago. As a side then, how, how, do, you, how do you sum them up as a, as a challenge? Well, with Tony Mowbray in charge, they're always going to be a, a good footballing team. He's done very, very well in a short period of time. They stabilised it, stabilised the club. and and uh, he's got a way about him um, and uh, as I said done very very well and they're only a two Dak and, and Graham 
but um, certainly he's bought well, invested well of late. Be a tough game, always will be. So a fair old bit of talking there about um, injuries, which we'll come to in a minute and chat about some of the players who uh, who, who fall into the uh, into the treatment room at the uh, at the moment. Um, just one game for us to kind of talk about, really, in terms of uh, of upcoming um, at home to Blackburn tomorrow. Got a two week break after that. Feels like we've not had an international break for a while. Actually, it's been a it's been quite a long time, hasn't it? First, certainly first one this year, and probably back was it November the last one? Yes, it was, it was quite a while. Um, right, let's talk injuries then. So. Um, uh, Lucas Jai was saying is is kind of better news than what they were fearing. So that's that's really good. That's that's a positive because I was just beginning to worry a bit about Lucas Jai. It's another season where he's had some good moments, but he's he's just we talked last week about Fernando Forestieri and just kind of just never getting going and stop start. Lucas Jai seems to be in danger of falling into that same category. A year that it could have been his season where he really came of age this season. Um, and we've seen sparks and moments of brilliance, but it's still not happened on a consistent enough basis. Uh, and it, if it was going to be a season done and over, you'd kind of think, well, it's another kind of almost a wasted season for Lucas Show. Yeah, a what if almost. And yeah, it's important for Wednesday that he is available as a striking option. Is He is again someone who uh, up front, he's different to their other forwards. We know that. Um, and also the impact that we've seen time and time again off the bench. Uh, he'd be, he's just a great option whether he starts or he comes off the bench. Is, I think that debate of whether he's better you know, is one or the other, that's, that's going to be there still um, come the end of this season going into next year. But uh, he's had an injection in his knee. Uh, you know, he's, he's gone away to Portugal. But that was the thing, speaking to Steve Bruce after Bolton, you know, he he did genuinely fear that his season was over, but now there does seem to be light at the end of the tunnel. He's had the injection, and hopefully for the Stoke game after the international break, he may come back into uh, the equation. And if that's if that happens, then that's a big bonus for Wednesday. Yeah, it is. Um, Stephen Fletcher. So we, I think all of us kind of, you know, after the weekend, we knew that there'd been a couple of games where he looked really leggy, looked like he was carrying a couple of knocks. Um, and then, you know, he went off against Derby and you kind of think, well, you know, that's, that's, that's him out of the Bolton game. No chance. Didn't get in the Scotland squad. Absolute blessing in disguise, no doubt about that whatsoever, because it'd be great for him to have a bit of a break. Um, and then there's kind of this rumour going around that he might be in the squad and he might be involved against Bolton, and then he ends up starting against Bolton, which I, I certainly didn't expect that. I was I was a little bit taken aback by uh, by 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 that. Um, so well, well, what it was was that he so he, he's gone off at, at Derby and it looks a bad one. You're thinking, oh, yeah. this could be ankle ligament damage because they've taken for them to take the boot off on the pitch, you, and then he's he's got carried away by the yeah. the physios. You're thinking, oh, th- this is him out for a number of weeks, but it, it's then later emerged that it, it was a whack, and uh, we we know that Stephen Fletcher he had that operation on his knee last year, but his knee is, will, or I think for probably the remainder of his career, remain an ongoing issue with his knee of where he has to manage his body and they have to look after his workload. Um, but that was it. He recovered, healed very quickly, and then, as we saw, played a big part in the Bolton match. But yeah, the fact that he's not going away with Scotland to Kazakhstan and San yeah. Marino, uh, I, I'm sure that Wednesday uh, are delighted at that. Um, but yeah, a bit of a strange one really for, for Scotland in that they are not taking their most informed strike or they didn't push hard enough. I'm, I'm surprised that they're happy with that because if you're looking at it from a Scotland perspective... So uh, he's recovered from the injury, and then he's played in the Bolton game. Uh, so why is he not then not travelling with Scotland, and why is he not in the squad? Yeah. Um, so whatever has gone on there between Wednesday's medical department, Steve Bruce, Scotland, however that's gone on, uh, the big winner is is Wednesday. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm quite happy to not look at it from a Scotland yeah. perspective and look at it very much from a Wednesday perspective. Uh, another player who's kind of been on the comeback trail for a few weeks and we've seen a, a bit of him in the last couple of games now, Sammy Winnall. A um, lot of talk I, I, about... Was, whether, I thought you were going to sit burst into the song there, Sammy Winnall. <laughs> I, 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 I genuinely been singing it in my head all day. No, 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 no. Um, is he going to start, do you think? I think, here's my prediction, and I could be wrong, I think it will be the only change. Sam Winnell will come in for Atty New, and so Sam Winnell will make 
Now, do you know this? I, I've looked it up. When was the last time that Sam, Sam Winnell started, started a championship match for Sheffield Wednesday? Wow. And you get a bonus point if you can tell me the team. Um, well, he went out in January last year. I'm going to stop you there. That's no in- incorrect straight away. Uh, no, I'm just thinking when he went to Derby on loan. Yeah, it was oh, right, so it was where we're talking before, about wasn't it? For, yeah. for Wednesday. For Wednesday. So it's going to be yeah. December of 2017? Not many miles off. August. It was August, and <sighs> it was a QPR. He it scored QPR as well, didn't he? Home, and he scored in, he scored in that game. And then he played, I think, in Bolton, the 3-2 Jeez. game cup match away, and that was the last time that he has started a Wednesday match. Uh, because wow. he then went on loan to... Derby has yeah. done his cruise shirts, had his hamstring, calf injury since he's come back. So, uh, yeah, but I, I think it'd be fully deserved because I think the two substitute games, he's knocking on the door. He's yeah. looked the, the best shape that he's looked in for months with Wednesday now. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I think you try and get an hour or so out of him, see what he can do. It, th- this is a big, uh, big moment for Sam Winnell, actually, in his Sheffield Wednesday career. When you think about it, he nearly went on loan or... You know, Sheffield Wednesday were prepared to let him go on loan in January and Sam Winnell's gone, no, I want to stay, fight for my place. Yep. And I know for a fact that they've been very impressed with him behind the scenes, his work ethic and that desire to make a career still out of Wednesday and that he's not giving up and he's not taking perhaps like what some players might have done. You, know, you could look at it as an easy option by dropping down to League One yep. you know, where you've already proved yourself. But Sam Winnell's actually going, no, uh, I want to I want to do it here at Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, and you think with Joao, Gary Hooper, who we might come on to soon as well, then you look at it, you've got competition could increase, Forestieri as well. So Sam Winnell, I think he needs, if he plays tomorrow, I think he needs to take the chance. Yeah, absolutely. And you know that he will be chomping at the bit. This is a guy that is just, he's obsessed with scoring goals. He will be, all he'll be thinking about now is, I want to play in that game tomorrow and I want to score. I want to score a hat-trick. You know, that's just the the way that his brain works. Which and one is, one which other is thing great. I wanted to mention about Sam Winnell too is that, again, top marks for him. He's played with a mask on, broken nose. Yeah. Last couple of matches, again, the bravery, like the, he's put, the guy is pushing himself through the pain barrier wanting to prove a point and show yeah. that you know he belongs at Sheffield Wednesday. Memories of uh, of Blackburn at, at Hillsborough. I'm I'm going to go all the way back to 1993 here. Uh, League Cup semi-final uh, it was the second leg to be fair it's the away leg that everyone remembers when Wednesday scored like four goals in 20 minutes or something uh, and there's a brilliant footage of like crutches flying around in the air in the away end uh, the home leg we also won 2-1 uh, I remember it because uh, Roland Nielsen hit his own post with a cracker of a shot I mean it was actually a back pass uh, but if you get a chance to see the video of that it was a real cracking uh, cracking moment The strange, one of the strangest back passes I've ever seen but I also remember the uh, the three all draw a few years back yep. where Atty knew you scored an injury time equaliser um, I, I also remember it very clearly for it was the 25th anniversary of the Hillsborough disaster so kickoff was was seven minutes after three as I think they all were that that, that weekend uh, and there was an absolutely impeccable silence in the run-up to the to the game. Uh, it was, I think, the first time that I've known at, at Hillsborough whereby they've shut the turnstiles, they they shut all the kiosks. Every it was complete silence. Like there was not, you didn't get that clicking of turnstiles in the background. Like everything stopped for um, a couple of minutes. I also remember it because um, Stuart Gray was was out and observed the silence in his suit and still managed to go in and get changed back into his tracksuit before kickoff, which is an <laughs> achievement because there were only two minutes between the silence ending and the game kicking off. So uh, that was quite an achievement for Stuart Gray, that. He was, he's that committed to being a tracksuit manager. I love the fact that you observed that and you still remember that. Well, <laughs> yeah. well done. Good, good job on remembering That's that. That's it. I can't tell you who scored the other goals or anything about it, but I can. Uh, I remember um, I remember that. Uh, and I don't think there were any other particularly memorable games between Wednesday and Blackburn at Hillsborough in, in, in recent years. Um, shall we hand over then to uh, to the guy that we were talking about earlier? Had a really good game on um, Tuesday night. Let's hear from uh, Lorand, uh, if I can say his name correctly, Rolando Ahrens. The team haven't lost since you came here, so are you a good luck child? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to claim at the minute. <laughs> the is this, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's been sweet that they haven't lost since I'm, I've been here. I'm not, it's not saying it's down to me because it's 11 players on the pitch and plus the other players, but yeah, so it's, it's it's good to have that little yeah, 
the, the manager thinks that you'll, you'll get better with the more matches that you play. I mean, how much more do you think there still is to come from you? Um, I think there's a lot, lot more to come from me. I know what I can do. I know what I'm capable of doing. And I've shown glimpses of it. Um, Bolton game, I don't think I played as good as what everyone thinks. But I got a goal and created a few chances. I wasn't extremely happy with some of my end products, but that's something I'm going to be working on and it's something I can improve on, obviously. So, yeah. What was it that you still think that you can improve? Um, obviously, I know when I get into opportunities where I can create chances, the final ball, I know I'm a lot better than some of the stuff, the final uh, product that I produced on Tuesday. So it's something that I can work on, even though it, well, I did play a good game, but I feel like I could have done much better. Uh, how uh, pleasing was it to get the goal against Bolton on uh, Tuesday night? Yeah, obviously um, I'm very happy. Um, it's been a while since I scored my last one, so yeah, I was buzzing. And to be playing regularly and have the opportunity of playing regularly, how much of a, a confidence boost for that is that for you? It's been a massive boost for me. It's, um, it's, uh, it obviously helps me to um, get a match fit. It's, it's difficult to pick up match fitness when you're only playing 10-15 minutes. So I feel a lot stronger going into every single game and that's obviously helping me to perform. Were you, was it a consideration for you long before the move came around to try and get some football away from Newcastle? Yeah, um, I was at Newcastle for quite a bit and I wasn't getting the game time I needed so I knew this was important especially at this uh, stage of my career so yeah I'm, I'm buzzing to be playing and I'm going to continue. Because it must have been quite frustrating I think we all saw the name and the headline you scored that goal against Spurs I think and then started to play a little bit and then just kind of disappeared so how frustrating a time has it, has it been? Yeah um, the season we went down I think I would have got quite a few games but um, I done my ACL and then took me up for the season but yeah everything's happened for a reason and there's a reason I'm obviously here and I'm looking to take this opportunity I have now. It must take quite a bit of mental strength because you're only a young player now you were obviously even younger two or three years ago to have all that quite uh, a very big high in scoring and then quite a big low straight away. Yeah obviously it's, it's very very hard but um, I have a good team and my family's around me all the time so it does help um, a bit more, but yeah, it was that was probably the toughest thing I've I've been through. Just obviously coming back, setback, coming back, setback. It's difficult to pick yourself up, but yeah, um, I've got good people around. Does it make you appreciate clearly the wider picture of being a professional footballer, but just the little things that come with being a footballer and just playing more often than not? Yeah. It made me appreciate walking because with the ACL I couldn't move. So just even like my first few days uh, jogging again, uh, I was I was buzzing because it is a difficult injury to come back from and it's really painful but yeah that it does make you appreciate the little things coming to training every day and I don't know warming up before the game just simple things but yeah being does. in front of an atmosphere rather yeah, yeah, than a yeah. medical room which has got a sterile atmosphere yeah 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 it does make you appreciate a lot so being part of, of a Sheffield Wednesday team that have actually got themselves into to the playoff reckoning right now mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? How confident are you that this group can see through? As I just said, <laughs> I'm just thinking game yeah, by game. I'm not thinking about playoffs at the minute or nothing. I'm just thinking about Blackburn uh, tomorrow and then when we come back from the break, the next game and game after that, wherever that takes us, it takes us. Hopefully it is a playoffs, but um, just, I'm just thinking about game by game. So Blackburn then as a, as a challenge, what, what's your assessment of them? Um, I know my, my mate plays for them, um, Adam Armstrong. Obviously, I came through him at Newcastle, <coughs> so when I signed for Sheffield Wednesday, we spoke about this. He thinks he's going to leave one on me, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the game. I've seen them play earlier this season against Newcastle as well in the cup game. They're a decent team. They try to play. They've got a few good players, so it should be a good game. So he thinks he's going to stick one on you, so you said what to him? I said make sure you wear the shin pads. We'll see what happens to It must be great to have that band to yeah, know that yeah. one of your mates is going to be on the, the opposition. Yeah, we were really close because we were the youngest ones in the group uh, when we were breaking through at Newcastle. He's a year younger than me, I think. So yeah, we were like the little kids in the, in the changing room. So yeah, like, we're, we're very close, we keep in contact. Yeah, well, you're the older one, you've got a, you've got a school here. Yeah, exactly, I've yeah. got a show, haven't it? <laughs> Uh, it must be nice again to be out there because you are quite a, a technically gifted player, tricks, pace, movement, to be out there expressing yourself. Yeah, that's um, that's a big thing for me. Like if, if I don't feel I can express myself, I kind of lose my identity and 
the gaff has given me belief that I can go out there and do what I do naturally and it's working for me and it's helping the team. So, yeah. You've obviously got a, a great manager at Newcastle, but there's one here too as well who, who knows the, the territory, as it were. To, yeah. to, to be under a manager like Steve Bruce, for you and the rest of the players, how much of a, uh, <clears throat> of a confidence boost is it to have that kind of steady in hand from yeah, that? It's massive. Like, even with the fans, like, you can tell that they're, everyone's happy for him to be here. And, it's no different for me, but he's given me an opportunity and uh, he's obviously given me the opportunity to express myself as well so that I'm buzzing to be here and I'm buzzing to be playing under it. Lionel, can you actually remember when your last goal was before? My last goal was against Nottingham Forest, the uh, start of last season for Newcastle, in the cup game. The goal before that was uh, Tottenham. Do you, do you think you should be scoring more goals? Uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, the sort of player I... I'm, I should be able to score and create much more goals than I do, but then like, I've been lacking opportunities, especially when I've been in England, so it's difficult. Uh, you enjoyed your celebration, you seemed to wave a bit of the gesture at Michael Hector. Yeah, that was wasn't, money, that wasn't <laughs> what you think it would be. He, he owes me money because he, he thought I wouldn't score this season or whatever. But, <laughs> yeah. He literally said it um, a few days before the game, I said, all right, cool. Yeah, now it's on. So yeah, you yeah. made a bet with him to get more gold. Yeah, I think I might have to make one today. It worked on Tuesday, so I might have to make one today. <laughs> uh, did, you, did you get a bit of stick from the lads for uh, going in the, the wrong uh, <laughs> room? <laughs> um, do you know what it was? I was listening to some Drake and I was in the zone like, getting ready. and I don't know, it's confusing there. It says players, players, players. So I didn't really read the second word and I was heading down the tunnel. Apparently, but yeah. Yeah, as I say, I think um, I, li- I like Rolando Aaron's. I think he speaks well. I think there's a, there's a lot of sense there, which is uh, which is good. Uh, right, a few other things for us to uh, to whiz through. Then uh, a couple of international call ups: Kieran Westwood and Liam Palmer. Fully deserves. Yeah, can't argue of either. Long before time. Yeah, good good for Kieran Westwood. Um, it's bit, I think you know he'd been out of the setup a long time, and we already sort of you know intimated last week and knew that Liam Palmer that that he was on the cards and yeah. uh, it's great for Liam, it really is, you know, he's at 27 and he, he should now be entering sort of the peak years of his career and hopefully uh, he gets his first Scotland cap next week. That'd be good. Um, we we heard Steve Bruce last week uh, talking about his changes to the recruitment setup and the players that he's brought in, but we didn't really talk very much about, about that because we rambled on about the United game for a long time. Um, but... It's quite interesting, this, isn't it? We're just starting to see the Steve Bruce influence behind the scenes <clears> in the way that we've been seeing it on the on the pitch. Um, refreshing at just how honest he was about what the setup's going to be. The fact that you know there are figures around the club that the fans might not particularly like, but this is the way it's going to be, um, and he's he's just going to get on with making it work. That's right. And so David Downs and Dean Hughes have come in, people who he knows from Aston Villa, uh, and he's then also. Uh, mentioned in the press conference last week that he's going to add to the recruitment team and there's probably going to be another two or three new faces uh, before the end of the year. And we all know that recruitment is where Wednesday's uh, post-Wembley, that is where it, it, it's gone badly wrong. Yeah. Uh, and that particularly that summer after the playoff final, uh, it, it needed fewer faces than what we ended up getting, which was something like 13 across the next six to seven months that what they needed was actually two or three who would seriously improve the team and there weren't enough of those yeah. uh, but uh, it was interesting too that Steve Bruce said that you know Amadou Paxau who has a, a lot of people out there um, blame for the recruitment or think that he's been uh, responsible for a lot of it uh, and, and I think it's perhaps a bit unjust uh, you know I think the fact is that you know the chairman has always said that he has got a number of global advisors but you know Amadou has been the one that has been present on match days and you know, but you know he's a, he's a, he is a close sort of associate and a friend of the chairman uh, and he does have a lot of contacts but the fact is that you know Steve Bruce made it clear that he's a fabric of the football club he's not going anywhere and so this is what the, the you know Wednesday need. I think they need a team, and where maybe perhaps they were relying a bit too much on uh, Amadou Paxau's network or contacts. Now they've actually they're getting a proper recruitment structure in place, which for the long term future of the club, I think is what is what is needed. And so this overhaul 
Um, I think timing-wise, it couldn't be any better. And again, it shows the the power and the influence that Steve Bruce is having behind the scenes, that he's getting his way on this and that he's gone, I think, no, sorry, I want to bring my own people in, my own staff. Uh, he's, of course, got the, t- the two Steves alongside him on the coaching setup. So it's all, I think, heading in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing I'd add to that is just, I just like the the transparency, and this is something that a lot of people have complained about, about not knowing is so-and-so involved in the club or whatever. Steve Bruce was just upfront and honest about it when he when he talked about it, and that was really good uh, really good to hear. If you didn't catch that, by the way, have a listen back to last week's episode. Um, speaking of last week's episode, Al Pinions, we asked you what you thought would be a good finish for uh, Wednesday. I'm going to go through some of these in order of optimism. We had loads of good reaction to this, by the way. Yeah, the really, really good. Some some people very optimistic, perhaps a little tongue in cheek. I'm not quite sure. Um, so people that were saying, you know, playoffs or reaching Wembley. Um, so we've got Glenn uh, who says a good finish would be beating the Blades in front of ninety thousand at Wembley. I can't really argue with that. That would be a good finish to the season, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm not not sure about that. Uh, Lenny and Billy also saying Wembley. Lee, who is exiled owl on Twitter, uh, says the happy clapper in me says sixth, and then beating United in the playoffs. The realist would accept somewhere around tenth. A few months ago, I'd have said twenty first. Good points. Uh, also, kind of saying sixth or top six. Uh, David Bentley, uh, Nathan Wood, uh, Daniel Walsh, and. Uh, Louis, Louis Adderley, um, saying six, not out of the question. Uh, Matt Cooper says, Hart says a cheeky six. Head says a robust and respectable eighth. Um, some other people, some really good tweets about this. Rocket Owl said, due to the start under Yoss and the decision not to play Westwood and Hutchinson, anything between eighth and twelfth would be a fantastic recovery. Uh, Nathan Angus would go for eighth or ninth. Uh, again, a lot of people saying because of the start that we made under under Yoss, um, that you know anything kind of around kind of top half of the table is respectable. Littlest Hobo says eighth. Uh, Danny the Duke says ninth. Owen said uh, ninth or tenth would be good. So people saying top ten. Ben Howe, Matthew, Ian Wiles, Johnny Butler, Paul Sewell, Tony Roper, Aaron, Tickety-Boo, uh, James Thompson and Josh Hopkinson among the people that were saying uh, top ten would be would be good. Um, also, Dom Housen, of course, he said tenth would be good. I also said tenth and then changed it to eleventh, which is also what Peter Lerman said. Uh, and then a lot of people saying top half, so twelfth above would be respectable. Uh, Sharpie, we've got Adam Swift, uh, Luke... Another Luke, uh, Lee Vaughan, uh, Robert and Dawn, James Vernon also saying 12th. So a lot of people kind of saying that that would be um, good. Paul Newby, good point here. Anything above last season is progress. That's pretty true, isn't it? Uh, Wednesday finished, I forgot this, 15th last season. Yeah, they did. Uh, Matt Croxford saying not being relegated is, is, is a good achievement considering the first half of the season went. He's not wrong, you know, it does sound negative, but there's a real truth in there. Uh, and I like this, uh, Mark Barrett um, he's not put a position on it, but he says a good finish would be having tied Westwood down to a new deal, Hector signed up permanently, and the Deadwood cleared from the squad so that Bruce can start the promotion push. I think that's a good kind of final word there from uh, from Mark. Um, so this week's Alpinions, international break. So right, something a little bit different here. Bear with me, all right? There's some thinking here. Because international break, normally what I do is I'll go and see either, uh, preferably Hallam FC or, or Sheffield FC if, if Hallam aren't at, at home. Because they're kind of like my third and fourth teams after St. Pauli, who are my second team over in, in, in Germany. But it just got me thinking a little bit about second teams. Do you have a second team? Who is it and why? Some people hate this. They think, Yo, you, can't, you can only support one team. Some people have someone who's maybe results they look out for. Uh, and there'll be some people, a bit like me, who've got a team that they actually sometimes, you know, I've, I miss Wednesday games sometimes to go over in Germany and see um, St. Pauli, which um, I will get a right load of stick from from um, from, from some people. Um I don't really know how if I can ask you this this question because it's a slightly different situation for you. But would you kind of consider yourself having a second team? I have a I have a big soft spot for Rotherham. Uh, okay. I, there was a period when I, I covered Rotherham um, in the early years when I joined the paper, and so yeah, I I, I you know I'm glad that I, I would love Rotherham to stay up this year, and so yeah, I I, I you know I think Rotherham are a good club to deal with, and also. Uh, you know, I, I like the ground. I, I think I've just I, Rotherham. Yeah, 
I, I, yeah, they're a local team, and so I, I, I I'd certainly like them to be in the championship next year, uh, for the simple fact that uh, if Wednesday are in there, I, I don't really fancy going to uh, Millwall or Reading. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, that's a fair call. Um, so over to you, joining the conversation with the hashtag Alpinions. Uh, we'll give you the Twitter details in just a minute. Vote, tell us what you think, and uh, we'll mention some of your thoughts next Friday. Uh, we'll set a new Alpinions for your input as well. Uh, that's just about it. Thank you for joining us. You can catch us on Twitter. Uh, Dom is at Dom Housen. I'm at James Marriott. And the show is at Dom and James. Uh, as ever, let us have any feedback that you have on the show. We've got an inf- important footnote here in terms of the fact that you're on holiday next week, so you're not here. <sighs> Sorry, I, I'm having my own international break. I just... I couldn't help myself. You know, it's it's all right. Bit. It's either here or Cyprus, so I'm afraid on this going to go with Cyprus. Cyprus one. Sorry. Um, so we are drafting in an able replacement who will be here uh, a week from now. Uh, please subscribe to us and, if you fancy, review us in your podcast app of choice to make sure you get the new episode of Singing the Blues every week. Up the owls, and we'll see you next Friday. 